0: three
1: two one jump up. Start your
2: Not at the track the Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ArCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag the Hot Pass Racing network is your inside pass. <laughs>
1: It's Monday night, and it's time to get rowdy. Catch up on this week in ARCA and NASCAR with news and comment. Plus, you never know who will stop by for a visit. Right here on the Rowdy Maglite Show.
2: Hey, it is Monday night, guys, and welcome back to the Rowdy Maglite Show. Kind of different not having NASCAR on Sunday or Saturday, guys. Mm -hmm. But uh, Hey, anyway, we made it through. We still got some... We still got the snowball derby at the ground and Kyle's got a little had a little racing last week, so uh and we're and we're dreaming and scheming about next year, guys. And uh I got Chatel well, yeah, Mark sure. and I got Kyle Magnum tonight, guys. And hey, the way we're gonna roll hopefully Derek Griffith's gonna call in and Derek's on his way to the snowball derby now. Uh getting him a little early start. <laughs> But he's going a long ways, guys.
1: He's coming from way up north, Rowdy, uh, along the eastern seaboard. Uh, he's got a way just to get to New York area and then beyond that. So uh, that's what the one of the greatest things about the Derby is, and, you know, we've all agreed on this before. You just never know who's going to show up and race. Much like, you know, the Rowdy Maglite show and, uh Kyle, Rowdy, and myself, you never know what race we're going to be at. So, uh, looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we can probably spend two hours talking to Derek. But if he's on the road, we'll keep her short and sweet and get some really good answers for everybody. Kyle, what you got?
3: Yeah, not, not much racing going on, um, you know, at least on the Northeast. I know the Accord Speedway in New York had the Gobbler on Saturday. I know Walt Stadium also had their opening weekend a turkey derby. So there was some racing mm-hmm. going on. But um not else much to do really. Um, you know, Thanksgiving's right around the corner. And uh yeah, not, not not a whole lot going on, you know, just seeing what uh what some of these drivers are gonna be doing next year, you know, James McFadden going to Roth Motorsports next year and the World Outlaws and you know, lots of schedule announcements coming out. So I've been keeping up with it, so um, been interesting, and, um, you know, I think we'll see more more uh, scheduled stuff here in the upcoming weeks.
1: Well, at this point right now, Kyle, we're looking at, uh, I think, right about at the 100-car uh, mark uh, between the pro-late miles and the super-late miles that are scheduled to be entered for uh, the Snowball Derby weekend and the, uh, the Snowflake 100 uh, they did a, a, a neat little thing this year, I noticed. And I noticed, you know, right away so when I looked at the schedule, the detailed schedule, guys, uh, Tim Bryant made a little bit of a, a, an adjustment in the schedules. And I think a lot of that is a, a cost-saving measure for the Pro League model teams is uh, their only practice day will be Friday and not Thursday and Friday. And trust me, guys, Roddy, uh they go through tires like crazy during testing and practice down there because we know how abrasive that surface is. So uh, that's going to save those guys quite a bit of money not having to burn up a set of tires on a practice day, isn't it?
2: Well, is that is that what that's for, but Mark, strictly because tire shortage?
1: I don't think it's so much the shortage itself possibly, Rowdy, because I think the Supers and the Pros run the same compounds on uh, all four corners that uh, – uh, I just think it's uh, maybe a cost-saving measure for those pro-late model teams. Uh, uh, a lot of them come long distances, too, and Derek Griffith will be running both the Derby and the uh, Snowflake if he qualifies. I'm pretty sure he will. So um, uh, I, I think that may be Tim Bryan trying to help out a little bit and, you know, uh, you give a guy, uh, you give racers a day to practice, and you give them tires to practice with, and they're going to go and burn those puppies up. And you know that better than the rest of us. So, uh, it, I, I think it's truly, but uh, it'll be a good question for us to check in with Tim Bryan on too.
2: Well, you know they've repaved some of the front guys, and it's uh, brought all kinds of questions and comments, but. Y'all know as well as I know uh, that front stretch was looking kind of rough uh, not long ago because I've been there twice this year.
1: It was starting to get that uh, rumble strip effect, wasn't it, Rowdy? The it other was. layer, um, we've had some uh, pretty good rainstorms the past few years in Pensacola area, and Rowdy and I happened to witness it one year where. Uh, our hotel parking lot was flooding. It was and it never stopped raining all days. Huh. Uh, that little bit started it, I think, and some of what they needed to do to get the race in that weekend rowdy uh, may have played an effect. In the long run, it was going to be needed to be done anyways. As far as competition wise. I don't think we're going to have that big of a deal because it's basically out of the corners, either number four or number one coming in or out of them, uh at least from the pictures I've seen and uh from practice we watched I watched on Saturday up there, and uh looks like the same old uh, uh slide flags, although I suspect we could see a new track record this uh this snowball weekend guys, in both the pros and the supers. And possibly other divisions as well.
2: Uh, Why think that, Mark?
1: From the practices, um, uh, they had their open practices past Saturday. Uh, Yeah, uh, it was televised and streamed, and I got a chance to watch all of it. Uh, It seemed all the divisions uh, had picked up a little bit. And is it the asphalt? Is it you know, was it the optimum temperature and the humidity and da 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 Uh, or combination. I have to think it's a combination. And, uh, with the heavy hitters, Rowdy, that we have coming, Augie Grill, Grant Enfinger, uh, Ty Majewski, uh, we got Derek Thorne from California coming out again, Derek Griffith, uh, Casey Johnson, the Midwest Tour, ARCA Midwest Tour champions coming down. He's running the Snowflake and the Derby also, so heavy hitter drivers, no points are in this. Uh, it, it's just, you know, uh, gold for the gold, baby. And uh, that's what these guys are coming down for.
2: Hey, when once you win the Snowball Derby, uh, they they don't let you forget you're, you're a winner. Year after year. <laughs> <laughs> year after year well, you show up, they show out. Absolutely uh, Tim and Tim Pratt, and, and, Tim yes. they they show out for the for the derby. So I I can't blame the guys. I, I would take time out to to make to make it to show up to win some to, to be a snowball winner the rest of your life special. Got to be.
1: Well, when we have cup drivers and coming down every single year, uh I kind of surprised Kyle Busch is entered, but uh, he'll be back. You know he's going to. He just itching to get back there. Uh, we got Eric Jones. Uh, we have uh, Gray Nfinger from the trucks. Uh, and if I look down the list of drivers that are entered in you know, one or the other races, I'm sure we see a lot more familiar faces also. Uh, but we have close to 100. Late model drivers entered, and uh, whoo, whoo, it's going to be an unbelievable Friday evening. Rowdy, uh, that pressure and that tenseness—you can just cut it with a knife on Friday night qualifying for the Derby, can't you?
2: Hey, that's going to be Friday night. That's going to be. <laughs> I look the lineup. I—it's I, it, if you're not if you're not there, you're missing one of the best races of the whole year. Well, the best of What
1: a heck of a way to end the year! You know, basically this is it. This this is the big one uh, for this type of racing, and uh, their Daytona, their Super Bowl, their whatever you want to call it. This is the big one. It's paying big money. It's paying big money throughout the both features and and, uh, down through the ranks. So uh, everybody's going to get a chance to pull in a couple of bucks if you make the fields this year. So, it, I don't know how Tim Bryant does it, Rowdy, Kyle. Uh, somehow, he he makes it better every year. Between he and Pat, it just gets better every year, doesn't it?
2: Hi, hey guys. Let's bring in our uh, guest for tonight. And uh, Ooh, he's on the road, guys, driving to... To the Pensacola trying to make it down to the Snowball Derby, Derek Griffin. Welcome back, Derek.
4: Thanks. Glad to be on.
2: Man, Derek, uh, are you going 95, taking it to 10, or you got a, a, are you going to cut across to hit Pensacola besides 10? We hit
4: 81 pretty much the whole way south. It's about a 20-hour ride, 22-hour ride right around there. I think we're about four or five hours out from Pensacola. So we just hit 81 south and hit the whole way. There you well, go, Derek. Derek
2: You've been at a, a pretty good season this year, my man.
4: Yeah, yeah, not bad. We kind of hit a lot of the marquee races and won uh, won a few races here and there throughout the year. And yeah, we can't complain with a a year like this by any means.
2: Well, what's it mean for the Snowball Derby?
4: Um, hopefully, it means we got a little momentum uh, coming in. I think we. Our team's been really, really good all year. I think our uh, our stuff has, has been on point pretty much everywhere we go. So hopefully if we uh if that continues we're gonna have a good derby. Um and we're also racing the snowflake now too, so hopefully we'll have a good runs for both cars and uh come home in one piece.
1: Well, you all know, you got shy town marked now, Derek and uh, you go down to Pensacola in December, uh and you know you're going to have some competition, don't
4: you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the best super late model racers in the country go um, go to that race. And even really the best racers in the world go to that go to that race. I mean, last year we raced with uh, the cup champion and uh, previous cup champion, you know, Kyle Busch and Chase Elliott. And then uh, there's guys like Bubba Pollard and, um, you know, so many of other people that are champions all over the whole entire country that come to that race. You know, it just doesn't really – Seemed to be a much better late model field uh, than than that race by uh, anywhere else.
1: Well, I, I you know what? Before I turn you over to Kyle, it's it, I think the best thing about Derby weekend is you're not dealing with points. It's going for the gold, right?
4: Yeah. Yep. Exactly. You know, it's a it's a big uh, no points, no uh, nothing on the line other than a win. So you just got to go out there and. Uh, you know, run good. It's just so so competitive. You know, we're talking about qualifying last year. I didn't even make yep. it in, and um, I think half a tenth of a second was uh, twelve spots uh, from where I was to making it. Um, so just amazing uh, on how much uh, time and qualifying, and how close everyone is, and just the the competitiveness of of this race is just second to none.
1: Well, you know, thanks. And uh, we appreciate your honesty about that. And, uh, hey, Kyle, what do you have for Derek? And, Derek, we'll see you down there in a couple of weeks, buddy. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. What you got, Kyle?
3: Hey, Derek, it's Kyle. Uh, You ran two ARCA races this year uh, for Venterini Motorsports. Just talk a little bit about each. Um, I know Daytona wasn't what you wanted, and uh, Kansas was a fifth place. Uh, Just talk a little bit about how that went. And, um, or, you know, could we see you back in that car next year? Are you still working on things? What's What's been, what's, what's, what are you doing uh, to do after the Derby? Yeah, you know, we, we had a, uh, I think we had a really
4: good showing at Daytona. Just uh, teammates uh, were a little uh, rough on us. So that, that was a huge bummer taking the lead and then kind of getting wrecked after that. So, um, but it, it's part of the deal there, plate racing with a lot of inexperienced people. Hell, even me, I was inexperienced. So um that was a huge bummer uh and then kansas we ran all right i think we probably uh should have been a little bit better but um that just same thing you know no no practice all year no qualifying and no nothing just makes it really difficult to get comfortable in a car um but you know as far as stuff coming up next year it's hard to say you know everything is so up in the air uh we i'm not a very well-funded driver so unfortunately i can't uh guarantee my ride um You know ahead of time with with our own finances we we have to search for uh finances so hopefully uh i hear back in a few weeks here from some people and i'll have good news for everyone Uh, but as of now nothing
3: on the horizon for for nascar related things we'll just be running our
4: late model as much as we can and hopefully uh, have another good year
3: my second question is uh almost forgot about it uh your truck debut at gateway um, you know, what was it like driving for Kyle Busch in the truck series? And, um, you know, uh, what was it like to, to get an opportunity like that? Oh, it was amazing. Uh, one, once
4: in a lifetime, for sure, it, uh, it it all came about so quick and so random. And um, it was amazing. Uh, but it was really difficult to excuse me show up at a racetrack like gateway and just have no practice no qualifying no nothing and it's like the first time i really sat in the car or the uh, truck with it running was on pit road ready to roll out for a race so um it was a, a lot to take in uh but it was amazing you know get the phone call and say hey we want you to come out you know you have a sponsor all that um and, and everything worked out really good so hopefully maybe in the future i could run that uh deal a little bit more and and uh but we'll see
2: Derek, how'd you like Gateway? Worldwide Technology. How'd you how'd you like that track?
4: It was cool. It was a really, really cool racetrack. track. By uh we got caught up in some uh a wreck early in the race and um you know, kinda lost some laps uh due to some mechanical issues and some other things, but you know, we rolled back out and I think we had a really, really good probably tough 10 top 15 truck uh even with the damage and everything but we lost so many laps on pit road that um it didn't really matter but it it was really great learning experience for me uh having a shift every lap in turn one and two was pretty wild i uh i not had to do that anywhere else so it was uh pretty cool to uh to do that and man they definitely have their uh technology uh up to date you know their their truck was just amazing so um, I could see how much better it was than a lot of the other trucks and the uh that we raced against. So hopefully like I said, maybe one day we'll be able to race with them again and uh hopefully that day soon.
2: Hey, uh Kyle, we 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 give a lot of praise to Kyle. He puts money back into racing and not many people at the very top do. And, you know, I think it's a necessity that these guys do that. Uh, Derek, uh let's talk about the people that helped you get to the snowball derby and your sponsors
4: yeah definitely we uh we got a bunch of people coming down from back home um you know obviously our our regular sponsor deals uh l c m racing um Kingsborough motors uh, F.E. f insurance Hudson speedway um uh, owl and uh we got a uh the godfrey environmental contracts is hopping on board for so he's gonna be on this uh this race for the flake and the derby and maybe some more in the future too. Um, and then my crew, you know, Dad, Louie, um, Cam, Dolly, uh, Emily, Cassidy, Ricky, Andrea, and uh, the list could go on and on. But you know, those are the people that will most likely be uh, in the pit area making changes, and we'll uh, we'll see them down there pretty soon. And they're sacrificing lots
2: to be there, aren't they? Uh, I mean, but look what they get to be part of, Derek.
4: yeah for sure it's cool to have a team that's not uh you know getting getting paid uh you know like a lot of the guys that we're racing against down here are all getting paid crazy money to be down there and you know the people that are involved with us they they just want to come and do it so i mean there's not a another team like that uh it's, it's pretty dang cool to be a part of it
2: well derek looking forward to seeing you down there and thanks for being part of the show tonight
4: yeah, no problem. My pleasure.
2: All right. Thanks a lot. Derek good Thanks,
4: Derek. We'll see you guys. Thanks.
1: We'll see you there. All right, guys. Well, I have a feeling he may be doing a little testing at five-flag speedway since they're leaving so early. Uh, rumor has it he and a few other teams are heading south uh, to get themselves a little early start on practice, Rowdy.
2: That's what he had told me in the green room, that he was headed down to uh, get one day of practice in.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, before
2: Thanksgiving.
1: Is what it, uh exact were. Well, you know what? He, he, he's got a 20-hour drive, and, and mine's about 13 hours. So, uh, you just imagine how much cooler and colder and it is in Maine than it is here in uh, in the town area. So, yeah, those guys are enjoying a little warm weather, even if it's in the fifties and sixties. That's warm for them. And one thing
2: you didn't mention about that ride down, he's pulling a race
1: car and a tra- big trailer, mm-hmm.
2: big long trailer.
1: Uh, these. Uh, 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 I don't want to say more funded because really it's not. Uh, these these guys scrape for every little bit of change they can get to go racing. But they have some nice rigs now to get them to and from the racetrack. Uh, and if you're in a touring series, Rowdy, Kyle, you know, that's almost a must. Uh, you, you have a, basically a rolling shock with you besides the hauler. So uh, they will need everything they possibly have with them. Um, in two weeks at the Derby, and uh, watching them Friday and, uh, Thursday and Friday in practice sessions and, and those short sessions they get on Saturday before their uh, last-chance races, uh, yeah, the, the pressure, the tension, the atmosphere, it's just unbelievable. Uh, I, I, I just love being a part of it, Roddy, and I know you do too. And Kyle, we got to get you down there, bud.
2: Hey, I am. I'm looking forward to about. I'm, I know I'm hope, thinking going to be just a little late, but not really. It's nothing, nothing goes. That's right. I see well, getting in there about 12.
1: We, uh, uh, we don't always get to do exactly what we want to do, but this year we do because, you know, rowdy, uh, you're going to represent Rowdy Magrite Racing Media and Nashville at the NASCAR Championship Week. Looking forward to the great stuff on video and audio you'll be sending us. Besides things we'll be sending to Kyle to do little write-ups on. And while Rowdy's doing that, I'll be handling everything in Pensacola. And on Friday, sometime during the day, the two of us will get together and. Uh, the Derby is uh, one of my favorites, if not favorite race weekends. It's kind of hard not to be. i um,
2: Kyle. It's uh, pretty special, man. I'm looking forward to when you. All you gotta do is fly to Pensacola, and we grab you, and we'll. We can get you we'll from and to. You.
1: No problems, my friend, and uh, we're bored We watch you there. Not that we need you, but we want you. Both. You're needed and you're wanted. How's that, bud? And maybe we we'll can find a nice done. girl. We'll find you a nice girl in Pensacola, too, maybe. Do we have a foreign station on there, Rowdy? I don't know what that's man <laughs> <laughs> I thought Randy was calling us again. <laughs>
2: hey, I, I'm glad you remembered his name, Mark, because I went back to the recording to see if what his name was to remind us that Randy's not going to get us this year. If you're listening, uh, Randy, you better have some. You better have your A plus game on.
1: <laughs> you're going to need it because you got us once, and you know what? We'll give you that it's going to be really hard to get us again. But, hey, give it a shot. (laughs) We're here. Wait. Well, it was – we got the holidays coming up this week, uh, gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, We have Thanksgiving on Thursday, and we will be abiding and uh, taking a little break – Uh, for the holiday and let you all enjoy your meals and not have to worry about getting and listening at 6 or 7 to Kyle, Rowdy, or myself. Enjoy the holiday.
2: Rowdy, what do you got for us? Well, we're going to listen to uh, the Rookie of the Year, guys. Chandler Smith took the uh, Truck Series and... Chase Briscoe, hey, one of, our, one of the regulars on the show. Chase Briscoe,
1: seven-time oh. winner, ARCA champion. Uh, he was uh, rookie of the year. and Chandler, cup champion. Uh, congratulations to both. Uh, and both uh, drivers have been on the show multiple times. Yep. So uh, you never know who you'll so see bouncing around in the pit. Chandler Smith nope. is under in the derby again, Rowdy. Yep.
5: All right, let's give it a try here. It's cold outside. It is. Thank you again for
6: making time for it.
5: Yeah, 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 for sure.
6: Started. Um, just a couple of questions, and then we'll go to questions from the media. So, um, uh, first question is obviously ended Phoenix with a um, another victory. <clears throat> a great way to close out um, the season and head into the off season. Do you mind to tell us a little bit about that that win and then also taking home the Sunoco Rookie of the Year honors? And then maybe give us a little heads up on what you've been up to um, in the last week or so since we officially took the checkered flag.
5: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Phoenix. It was good. We were really fast in practice. Did you hear that word? I just said practice. That's ancient now. So uh, we were really fast in practice, uh, got the pole in qualifying and swept all the stages and won the race. It was a picture-perfect night for us. Um, we're a team that I strongly believe, I mean, even the statistics show, anytime we get practice, we end up being really good in the race. We end up being really strong. So um, we took advantage of that, tried different things, learned a few things, and uh, applied it eventually in, in the race. So with that being said, we we had a really solid night. Um Get the Sunoco Rookie of the Year. Sorry. There's a lot of banging going on. My dog doesn't like it. Um, the Sunoco Rookie of the Year. That's awesome. It, you only can get Rookie of the Year one time. You can only, I think, run for it one time. So, to uh, be the Rookie of the Year in 2021 in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series is definitely a big deal. Going into the year, I kind of expected it. Like I was like, okay, I got to get it, Like no matter what. There's no excuse. And Carson had a really good year. He had a really, really good year. And... Um, he had the lead for the majority of the year, I want to say. But uh, we started, we racked up two wins, uh, started getting really strong finishes, being more consistent, and uh, we came home with it. In the uh, last few weeks, I've been super late model racing. After Martinsville, I went to Nashville, ran the All-American 400. I just got home last night at 1.30 in the morning from New Smyrna after running the Governor's Cup. And uh, I'm still racing. i got the Snowball Derby coming up. We got some house projects going on right now. Uh, spending some time with my wife, trying to um, figure some things out going on in our personal life, just trying to do some house projects, get some stuff done, and uh, just hang out a little bit. Enjoy life.
6: All right. Well, that sounds perfect. We're going to go and move to questions from the media. If you have a question for Chandler, please raise your hand, and we'll get to as many questions as we can. And who would like to kick us off? this afternoon with our first question. All right. We are going to go to Pat Dacola from NASCAR. <laughs>
4: Pat. Hey, Chandler. Uh, last year and this year, you kind of heated up towards
7: the end of the year. And I'm just curious if like, if that's just the, those tracks are really in your wheelhouse or you're kind of like a second <clears throat> half kind of player.
5: I don't know. That was my first year full time in anything in a very long time. Those tracks definitely suit my driving style for sure. But, um, I don't know. I think it's more of the fact of the matter that me and Danny's relationship's gotten better. He started to trust my input more. I started to trust his input more and uh, the team started clicking and it happened like that last year a little bit as well. So, um, just being consistent. Thanks.
6: <clears throat> All right. Our next question is going to come from Greg Engel. Go ahead, Greg.
8: Hey Chandler. I love seeing those checks hanging on the wall, dude. That's awesome. Um, how many hours did you take off before you uh, and, and celebrate and all that junk until you until you said, okay, it's time to start looking forward to next season?
5: How many hours did I take off? I uh, I didn't really celebrate, to be honest with you. I was happy that I got the Rookie of the Year. I was happy about the win, but um, uh, how do I say this in the most polite way for myself? I expected <laughs> myself to win these races, I yes. and I was very disappointed that I didn't get any wins throughout the season. Uh, Circumstances weren't really great for us throughout the whole season, to be honest with you. Anytime we were good, something happened. And anytime we weren't good, nothing happened. So um, just being honest and uh, to get those two wins, it definitely was a confidence booster because you have those doubters and they'll tell you that. And, I mean, everybody will think about it. I mean, I thought about it. And um, to get those two wins and also go to super late model racing, and to be as dominant as I've been this whole year, um, definitely a big confidence booster for sure. So, but to answer your question, I didn't really uh, celebrate. I was kind of, I was happy about it, obviously. I knew we got rookie year. That's awesome. But I was already kind of um, looking forward to my off season, um, the two races, and one race I've already ran, the Governor's Cup and the Snowball Derby. All right.
8: Thanks, pal. Merry <laughs> off season.
5: Yep. Thank you.
6: All right. Our next <laughs> question is going to come from Nathan Solomon. Go ahead, Nathan. <laughs>
3: yeah Chandler, thanks for your time today. Just just curious, how would you grade your season overall?
5: Uh, mm-hmm. b minus is what I would grade it just because like I feel like we're a champ we realistically going into the season and halfway through the season, I didn't think we were i like I knew we were capable we had the resources we have we have everything at our disposal to win a championship. But we just weren't off-clicking. We weren't. We just weren't consistent as far as showing up at the racetrack and being good. Well, when we did show up at the racetrack, there was way too many mistakes being made. And, I mean, granted, we had the rookie stripes, So, I guess it was acceptable. But in my eyes, I I still didn't even accept that. So, um, I'm glad we picked it up the last half of the season. I'm glad the consistency started coming. I'm glad the speed started coming. The results started to show a little bit. But, um, man, I, I, I definitely am – I wasn't, I'm still not happy with the first half of our season, to be completely honest with you. The one that, the one that really stung the most, honestly, this whole season was probably Daytona, leaving all those laps, and that was my first time at Daytona, and for the tire to go down like that, at the very end, it was looking promising for us, so I wouldn't say that was the one that most stung, even though I just said that, but um, it was definitely, after that race, I was kind of bummed for quite a few weeks, so I was like, man, I almost won the first time at Daytona that I've ever even been there, so. That'd have been really cool.
3: And and with these last two wins that you got, do you feel like that that that's something that you can build off of and, and carry into with, with momentum for next
5: season? Uh yeah, for sure. Um all of next season stuff's still getting finalized and hopefully hopefully we'll be all done in the next week or so. But uh with that being said, as a driver I learned a lot from those past two wins as a um as working with Danny Stockman and stuff, we've uh we've discovered some new packages that's worked for us and obviously they've worked as well. So definitely have learned a lot.
9: Thank you. Yep.
5: All
6: right. Our next question will come from Chris Knight. Go ahead, Chris, with your question.
7: Hey, Chandler. Thanks for your time. Um, I was just wondering what did you learn the most about yourself as a person through your trials and tribulations of
2: 2021?
5: Oh, boy. What did I learn most about myself? How blessed I have to have um, my wife is my biggest supporter to be completely honest with you and she's been through me through all the ups and downs she's been honest with me when she needed to be honest all the time and um, I couldn't have made it through all the downs without her honestly I beat myself up bad I beat myself up I beat the people that made the mistakes up bad she was always there to pick me up and put me back in where I needed to be to focus forward and go ahead and uh, be in the right mental state back again so um I guess I could, I would say it's really put in perspective of how blessed I am to have the loving wife that I have, the great family I have. We have two dogs. You just heard one a little, a minute ago. He's awesome, Simba. And um, we we have an amazing family and I love it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. So that's definitely my biggest building block slash um, what keeps me going is them. Thank you. Appreciate it.
6: All right. Any final questions? Oh, we do. Let's see here. Dustin Long, go ahead.
9: (laughs) Thanks. Uh, Chandler, what did you feel like um, with this rookie experience that you learned the most or or kind of evolved and grew from the beginning of the season uh, through the end of the year?
5: How much practice really means a lot. (laughs) As a rookie without practice, going to some of these racetracks, Pocono in a truck, um, just some of these tracks I've never been to and don't even know what I'm going to be balance-wise, have no laps there at all, and to go out there and just let it rip, it's hard. It's really, really hard. And with practice, I strongly believe there would be more wind stickers above my name and above that Toyota emblem on our truck this year if we had practice. <clears throat> but circumstances weren't right for us to have practice, so it is what it is.
9: Also, um, with being in the Toyota program, certainly you talk about there are the resources that are there and, and the TRD facility, and I'm assuming you probably work out there and work out with those folks. It's just what, what what does that whole experience give you as opposed to, can you imagine being you know in your situation coming in with a truck team and not having all those resources? What, what are those resources <laughs> been able to provide for you?
5: Everything. I've been able to maximize everything at my disposal and uh, just Like I said, circumstances were right to have practice this year, and all the resources that I've had that Toyota's provided for us has um, helped with that for sure. And it's helped, I guess you could say, prolong and make sure that that blip that I was going to have from not having practice to having practice wasn't as big, if that makes sense. So um, they've done a lot for me. I've been a part of the Toyota Race and Development Program for about six, seven years now. Um, Jack Irving, Tyler Gibbs, David Wilson, all those guys. Um, they've done so much for me in the past years, and I'm forever grateful for them.
9: And how do they, with being in that program, having that experience, is
5: how
9: how has that changed how you look at racing? Obviously, there's a lot of analytics. There's a lot of things. That people, you know, certainly, the outside world looks at wins and second and third. I'm sure you've probably been trained in the sense of looking at a lot of different things. How has it changed your mindset from when you started the
5: program? uh i wouldn't say it's it a lot to be honest with you um they picked me up when i was 14 years old and um they had a lot of trust in me they had a lot of vision in me and they wanted to build with me as a person as a race car driver and um they wanted to kind of shape and form me and that's exactly what they've done and like i said i'm forever grateful for them <clears throat> thanks a lot
6: all right, Chandler, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it, and best of luck this off season. Yep, thank you.
5: Awesome. thank you. you. Yep, Thanks, see ya.
6: Chandler. See you, G. All right, to all the media who have joined us as well, a friendly reminder, Chase Briscoe will be on in one to two minutes.
2: Well, guys. We learned one thing, Chandler's married now.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I had no idea, Rowdy, and uh, yeah, you you and I talked briefly on the side there for a second. Uh, uh, and they got another dog on top of that one they had, la- that puppy they had last year at the Snowball Derby. Uh, his then-fiance girlfriend at the time was uh, dog-sitting pretty much all weekend, and she got a heck of a workout from that guy, didn't she? Yep. Well, there's another doggy we've had on the background of the Rowdy Maglite show. Just to all right, Chase, can on. you hear us? There we go. Ah, uh, here we yep. go. Can you guys hear me? Awesome. We have you. Thank you so much
9: for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having
7: me.
6: We really appreciate it. All right, to get started, we um.
8: You died, Amanda.
6: My back. Chase, can you hear me?
2: Gotta love technology.
6: All right. Chase, can you hear me now?
2: Yep. I can hear
6: you. Awesome. Thank you. Sorry about that. All right. Go ahead and get started. Um, If you have questions for Chase, please feel free to go ahead and raise your hand. And Chase, before we officially poll for questions, um, if you don't mind to give us, we haven't had the opportunity to really Hear from you after um Phoenix, just what it really means to win the Sonoma Rookie of the Year title in the NASCAR Cup Series this season.
7: Yeah, it's super special. You know, I wish that there was a lot more guys going for it this year. There's only two of us, but still, you know, special to to win it. You know, for me, I, I think I put something out after the race where, you know, I never in a million years thought I'd get to run one Truck Series race, let alone win the, the Rookie of the Year now in all three. So. It's super humbling, it's super special, you know, to, to be able to be one of the few guys that have won it in all three is uh, really special as well. So glad that uh, the first year is over, there's definitely a lot of growing pains and things to learn, but hopefully this is just the first of many years in the Cup Series and, and something that I can continue to do.
6: All right, so we're gonna go ahead and take um, questions now and to kick us off, we're gonna start with Jenna Fryer with the AP. Go ahead, Jenna.
10: Thanks, thank you Chase, congratulations. Yeah, um, I, I, I've got a couple of different questions. Um, What what was the biggest uh, surprise to you in your first season of Cup?
7: Yeah, the biggest thing is just how competitive it is. You know, you hear all the time how, you know, tough the, the Cup series is. And, you know, for me, that was very uh, real, you know, just how good everybody is. And, and if you think about it, you know, everybody at the Cup level, uh, you know, from first place to, you know, really the top 30 has won at every level they've been in and have been guys that have won their entire career. And it's just a a really competitive series. You know, I I feel like the, the racing for 20th place in the cup series is some of the hardest racing you do anywhere in the world. Um, so for me, that was the biggest thing is just how, you know, perfect you have to be, you know, there's a a rare group of guys, you know, I'd say only four or five guys week in and week out that can, uh, you know, have penalties, You know, have things go wrong in the race, lose all their track position, and still drive back to the front. And outside of that, you have to do everything perfect to have a you know shot to even get in the top ten and get that track position. It's so easy to lose it. So that was the biggest thing I would say I learned this year is just uh, you know how competitive it is and how perfect you have to be to get that track position and have those good finishes because you have to do everything right, whether it's the strategy of the race, doing things right on the racetrack, uh, you know, pit road restarts, all those things. You have to be. 100%. 100%. Uh, otherwise, you're going to be 25th. And, and in the X-Mini series and the truck series, you know, you were able to make mistakes on pit road or, you know, not have the best restart. And you would normally still recover from it and have a chance to win. Where in the Cup series, you just can't do those things.
10: Was there one thing that um, you as a driver had to learn or, or was specifically challenging to you?
7: I think just what I was just saying, just how perfect you have to be to even have a chance to run somewhat up front you know you could do everything perfect and there's still days that you don't even crack the top 15 and i think that for me it was was the hardest thing to kind of get used to is just how competitive it is and, you know it is very very car dependent in the cup series at the same time you know if, if you're not in one of those cars that have extremely good speed that day it's hard to make anything out of it just because everybody is so good so i think that was the biggest thing that that i learned is just it takes You know, everything going right, the preparation at the shop, at the racetrack, like I said, pit road, restarts, me being on the right part of the racetrack at the right time. You know, all those things go into it, and and it's hard to to be a guy that can win races in the Cup Series for sure.
10: And, uh, you know, you you seem a pretty quiet, uh, unassuming guy, and and you found yourself kind of in something with Denny Hamlin that that spilled over to um, social media. Was that uncomfortable for you? And, and I, you know, I don't know, what, what's your position on where that stands right now?
7: Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely kind of easy going and, and laid back all the time, pretty quiet. I just, I like to have a good time at the same time. And, you know, I just saw a, a joke there. that was kind of too easy not to take. So I did it, but I mean, I don't have anything wrong with Denny. I, I haven't really the whole time, you know, he, uh, he gets paid the same way I do to get, you know, the best finish for his car as he can, just like I'm paid to get the best finish for my car. And, you know, we may have different opinions on uh, some things, but, you know, he's, I wasn't mad after the Indy deal because I even told him if I was in your situation, I would have done the same thing. You know, I would have ran you Biden to turn one. That's that's the best opportunity to win the race. So, yeah, I don't I don't have anything, you know, with Denny. Uh, I just I saw a joke there when he was talking about, you know who does he think he is, and, and I just thought it'd be too easy not to say the ten thousand comment.
10: Thank you. I have one last thing. Um, you, you and congratulations on the birth of your son. And
0: yeah, thanks. You.
10: you, you and Marissa, you know, you had a lot of um that your struggles were public. Um, I, now that your son is here, I, I'm wondering, you know, how you guys are feeling and how you're doing and what it's been like.
7: Yeah, it's been uh, incredible. It's been an amazing time. You know, you never know what it's going to be like until you have that happen, and uh, you know, that he's almost two months old already. And I would say that's the biggest thing now being a parent is there's two things. One, your, your phone gets filled up with pictures way quicker. And then secondly, just how fast time goes. It's uh incredible, you know, to, to have him here for a month and a half, it seems like this last weekend he was born and just how quick that time goes. And, you know, I remember my parents and other people always telling me, you know, it'll happen in the blink of an eye. And it's so true. So, I think for me, that's been kind of the biggest takeaways. And then uh, outside of that, it's been great. You know, he's, uh, I feel like definitely kind of my Timberman. he's super laid back. He barely ever cries. People all the time are like, man, we wouldn't even know he's here if you didn't tell us that he was here just because he never cries or gets upset. The last couple of nights, he's been sleeping all the way through the night. So he's pretty laid back and chill. So I'm glad that that he got that, I guess, for me. But yeah, it's been great so far. And uh, obviously excited to continue to watch him grow.
10: Thanks, Chase. Yeah, thank you. All right.
6: Our next question is going to come from Greg Engel. Go ahead,
8: Greg. Hey, pal. I know we just talked last week, but I wanted to follow hey. up a couple of questions for uh, Forbes. Uh, how much do you think the rookie of the year is going to help you gain new sponsorship or, or sell new sponsorship in the future?
7: Yeah. I mean, I, I, it can't hurt, you know, I think anytime you're going to to sell a new sponsor or a new partnership, you're always looking for to you know, kind of have like a resume in a sense of things you've been able to do, whether it's winning races or, You know, winning awards like Rookie of the Year and, you know, even one thing that we still to this day use is the most popular driver thing from the Truck Series. You know, things like that go a long way, I think, whenever you're trying to, you know, convince somebody to to come on board. So, it definitely can't hurt, you know, anytime you're winning anything, whether it's an award like that or a race or or anything. You know, people want people that are winning things. So, yeah, it doesn't hurt at all. And, uh, you know, time will tell if if it helps us at all right now. But I feel like, you know, it's definitely something that's nice to have.
8: And, and the last question about the baby, um, the, 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 the the sponsors, you know, obviously they pay, you know, they, they, get, they give you your paycheck and they, they, you know, they pay your bills and stuff. But uh, I, I noticed that the, the, the sponsors that you got now were sending some cool baby stuff. Yeah. Uh, how cool is it when sponsors are sending you stuff that has nothing to do with the sponsorship, but just like, you know, for, for you and Marissa and, and the baby?
7: Yeah, it's super cool. You know, and that's the one thing I'm very, very blessed and fortunate. All my sponsors are people that I consider fans, you know, super close to me, Um, you know, whether it's Huffy or High Point or or Ford or Ford Racing School or or just any of them. You know, they're all really close to me and and personal friends of mine, and we feel like we're all family. And, you know, Ford just sent us uh, an outfit or a couple outfits and a blanket, an old Ford pickup truck on it, his name on it. Huffy sent us a bicycle uh, that was all customized with a 14 and said little briscoe on it. And, and just, there's a lot of cool things that people have sent that, you know, even outside of sponsors, but sponsors definitely have been really cool to, to see all the stuff they've kind of got created with to send to Brooks. And uh, I know we definitely appreciate it.
8: How much to, were you thinking about Brooks on Halloween when Huffy had you do that bike ride around <laughs> the neighborhood with the kids?
7: Yeah, I was, I was thinking how it's going to be pretty crazy how soon he'll be that age to be riding a bike and, and hopefully riding a Huffy. So it uh, it's definitely crazy, you know, to, to, like I said earlier, how fast this last month and a half has gone. You know, it'll be in no time. He'll be three, four years old and running around and, and starting to, you know, have his own personality and doing things that he likes. So, you know, I'm sure he'll be brought up around racing. And, you know, I've, one of my first racing experiences was riding my Huffy bicycle around in the driveway, <laughs> make a little racetrack out of chalk and, and do it. So who knows, he's got a Huffy now at the house and, and maybe he'll do the same.
8: Thanks, as always, my friend. Merry off season to you and Marissa yeah. and Brooks.
0: Yeah.
6: All right, our next session is going to come from Rob. Go ahead, Rob.
0: Hey there, Chase. Congratulations on winning the Rookie of the Year honors and Cup. Yeah. I also have a couple of questions for you. Um, kind of piggybacking on Jenna's and Greg's question. You know, one of the things I'm kind of curious about now that you're a, a, one, a first-time father is, what are some of the values and experiences that your father Uh, instilled in you that you're looking forward to instilling in in Brooks
7: yeah I think just you know treating people the way they want to be treated that's something I've always you know tried to do and you know give everybody you know the time of day and and talk to them and actually have a personal conversation with them Um, that's something that I feel like you know my dad was always really good at was was making people feel like he cared and he did care and and that's something I've always tried to do as well and you know I want Brooks to, to carry that on and you know, my dad, I remember Fox did a, a thing there at the end of the, or Indy weekend about how he you helps know, people don't remember Chase as a race car driver. They talk about Chase as how, how he is as a person. And I hope it's the same for Brooks. I want people to talk to me about how, man, you know, I don't know if he's going to race or not, but if he does, or if he plays baseball, I don't want them to talk about how good he is at something. I want them to talk about how good he is of a kid or as a person. So, you know, just being able to instill all those qualities in him, you know, obviously it comes from parenting and, that's something that me and Marissa are obviously new at, so we're going to have to figure that out together. But, you no, know, I feel like as long as we stay true to ourselves and, and try to show him kind of the way we were brought up, you know, hopefully it will uh, carry over him.
0: Absolutely. I'm so happy for you, and Marissa, given everything yeah. you've been through. And uh, my last question to kind of follow up on that is, you know, your faith has been pretty much one of your staples, but it's really authentic and really heartwarming to see. So, you know, given the ups and downs of racing and in life, how much has your faith carried you through uh, everything you've been through?
7: Yeah, it's, it's been everything. You know, there's definitely times, whether it's good or bad times that it's easy to, you know, forget about your faith. And I, I honestly feel like it's easier to do it in the good times, but it's important. I feel like to stay thankful and, you know, stay appreciative. And, you know, obviously in the, in the hard times and in the down times, it's easy to to look to him. And, you know, that's something that we've tried to do. And, you know, we all, do it I feel like there's times where you fail and times where you do it really well and you know for me just trying to to stay consistent whether it is in the good times or in the bad times it's been really important and obviously we've had good times but we've also had bad times and you know his timing is what's going to work out and that's hard I think as a human being to uh, understand his timing sometimes and you know you might not always understand it or you know think that's what's right or wrong but you know at the end of the day he's only going to you know, put on your shoulders what he, what you can handle. So I feel like, uh, you know, faith has been a huge part of not only my life, but my career as well. And, you know, there's many a times I thought I was done and, you know, just pray, you know, open the door if you want to be open. And if it's closed, you know, it'll be closed. And and I'm fine with not racing or whatever you think I need to be doing to show me. And, uh, you know, every time it's worked out where, you know, I get a sponsor last minute or a ride opens up last minute. So I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and, and trying to, you know, that be my testimony and show you know other people to him
0: absolutely well enjoy the off season, my friend have a good time and see you next year yeah thank you see you guys yeah all right our next
6: question is going to come from lee spencer go ahead lee
11: thank you and thanks for joining us chase uh, i have a question as far as what kind of assurances have you gotten from zippy and the management team there that um, you know things will improve in 2022. I mean, 2021 was not really the best season for SHR, and, or, and you know it it kind of hurt you. You know you were kind of like a residual effect of that. But it, you know if Kevin can't run consistently, he kind of sets the benchmark for the organization. So kind of wondering, you know, what have you been told? What direction are they going in that that you're going to feel more confident yourself more season?
7: Yeah, you broke up a little bit, Lee, but I think I know for the most part what you were asking. Um, yeah, you know, to me, I agree with, you know, if Kevin's not winning, it's hard to expect a rookie to to win. In. And, you know, for me, that was kind of what I said as my benchmark is just try to, you know, I don't think anybody here at the company was expecting me to outrun Kevin every week. So if I could try to be the second best car uh, as consistently as possible, that's what I tried to do. And I think, you know, I was looking at stats the other day, somebody posted some. I think, on Reddit. I think we were the most consistently the second best car. So, you know, just trying to do things like that. But, you know, on a performance side, it wasn't, you know, the year that any of us hoped for or even expected. And, you know, I know that we're trying to, you know, turn that around. And, you know, I heard you say, what direction are we going in? I don't know if anybody knows what the right direction is with this car yet. But I will say, I I feel like so far how the next gen tests have gone, I feel like we've been really good on speed. And, you never know what guys are showing or what guys aren't showing, but I do feel like we're at a good place right now. Um, you know, we're, I guess we're no more at this Wednesday and Thursday when we go to Charlotte and test. So hopefully we're continuing to be fast, but I do feel like we've been really good from a speed standpoint so far. Uh, but it's hard to say what's going to happen. You know, nobody knows what this car is going to be like or what it's going to drive like hundred percent, you know, whatever team figures it out is going to have a huge advantage for a while, I think. So hopefully we're that team. And, you know, we've definitely been putting a lot of time in the, into this car and trying to figure out what it likes. So hopefully we can be that team that finds it first.
11: And, and you and I talked at, at Phoenix about a potential change to your team. Has there been any progress made on that? You can just tell me yes or no. <laughs> yeah,
7: we're, uh, you know, we're definitely looking for a spotter right now. We've been talking to a couple different people. So, you know, our spotter this past year did a, a really good job. And, you know, we just are trying to make a change just to see what it does to our race team. So, definitely talking to a few different spotters um, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, we're, we're in the market, I guess.
11: Appreciate your time. Uh, Have a nice off season for both you and Marissa.
7: Yeah. Thank you.
9: You too.
6: All right. Our next question is going to go to Dustin Long and then after Dustin, we'll take one from Nathan. Go ahead, Dustin. Uh,
9: Thank you, Chase. Uh, Thank you, Amanda and Chase. Um, I'm assuming you're doing the, the test this week or you'll be in the car part of the time this week. Is that correct?
7: Yeah, that's the plan. I don't know 100% what the plan is yet, but I know I I should be making laps.
9: What do you want to see out of this test? Um, Because this will be what your first time in the car other than the roval. So your first time on an oval with this car, what are you wanting to see and trying to get a better understanding uh, besides, you know, some of the issues with the car?
7: Yeah, for me, I just want to see what it drives like on an oval. You know, I felt like it did a lot of things really, really well at the road course or at the roval. You know, there's some things that definitely still need worked on, but it definitely drives really, really good on a road course compared to what we, we currently have. So I'm curious what it's going to drive like on an oval. You know, I, I'm i not going to lie. I'm nervous to kind of see what it drives like just because it is going to be totally different from, from what we've ran in the past. But, you know, that's part of it. You got to adapt and figure it out. And I'm, I'm excited for that part of it. So i don't i don't know what to expect you know i'm i'm going in open-minded i'm one of those guys kind of like larson i don't know anything about the car per se i don't i don't understand the setup side of it i just go in there and drive it and i'll tell you what i think of it. so i So, uh, i'm looking forward to it this weekend or this week and uh hopefully it it, it fits my driving style you know it's going to fit somebody's driving style more than others so hopefully it kind of leans towards my direction but you know, outside of driving, I, I would like to hopefully get around some other cars and maybe just see what it does in dirty air, just because that's obviously going to be something that we're going to have to figure out. So, outside of those two things, I'm going in pretty wide open and just seeing what happens.
9: And where you, how do you guys feel like, or how do you, how's your team feel like with the the steering, the steering box, the steering issues? That uh, certainly a lot of teams, I'm guessing, you probably also had some issues at the at yeah. the roval, and and you know everything that we were kind of hearing was, you know there was concern, but I think there was even greater concern of what it would be like on an oval when the speeds are faster and the vibrations and shakes are more.
2: Yeah, I I had
7: some issues at the roval, you know, nothing that you couldn't drive through. You know, I don't know if I'd want to run a whole race like that, but for a test, I felt like it was okay to do. Um, You know, on the oval, I don't, I don't know what that's going to do. Hopefully it's fixed. You know, I know that there was a test the other week and it sounded like a lot of the issues did get fixed. So, until we go and, and really run them for a long time and do durability testing, it's going to be hard to really say what the issue is or how to fix it. So, you know, hopefully we can run a lot of laps. Hopefully there's no issues, but if there is, you know, hopefully it's nothing that is too catastrophic. Hopefully it's something that happens you can keep the car out of the wall and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see what, what happens on the steering, you know, from a driver's standpoint, the steering and the pedals are the two most important things, um, you know, as far as our comfort goes. So, you know, I would say all of us are kind of hesitant to, you know, have a different feeling of steering or pedals, and, and that's something that we're going to have to figure out and, and get used to. So there's going to be some bugs to be worked out, but I will say I, I feel like they've definitely made it better from from what I've been told over the last couple of times. So hopefully uh, we'll have no issues this week. Thank you. Yeah, thanks.
6: All right, Nathan, go ahead with your question for Chase.
3: Uh, hey, Chase, thanks for your time. Um, just curious, how do you feel you, you've evolved as a driver throughout this season?
7: Yeah, I feel like I've I've learned a lot. You know, I feel like I, uh, you know, I just feel like I've learned to minimize mistakes. You know, I, I've still made too many mistakes, but I do feel like I've, I've understood a lot more, more kind of how to put a race together and that there's times to, to maybe try to go for a spot or maybe not go for a spot and just save your car that's the one thing in the cup series that was the biggest thing for me is you know in the past in the Xfinity series you could you know hit the wall or you could get into another guy a little bit and it didn't affect your car at all where on the cup side you know that was one thing I really struggled with you know early in the year at Homestead which is I feel like one of my better tracks I just I wasn't even comfortable running the wall like I felt like I needed to because I was afraid to get into it and until 10 to 15 to go I finally started running hard and we were one of the best cars on the track, but just knowing when to be able to push and and how to save your car. And, you know, now going to this new car, I don't know how much of that's going to carry over, but, you know, still just doing those little things. Like I was talking to Jenna earlier about, I feel like is what I've kind of evolved and learned the most about and trying to minimize all those little things. You know, at the beginning of the year on pit road, I was really, really bad as far as you know, just the the rolling speed on pit road and getting into my box and out of my box. And at Phoenix, I want to say my guys told me we were the second best on pit road from that standpoint. So just trying to do all those things better was something that I had to do because every little thing matters in the Cup Series. And in the past, not that it didn't matter. It just didn't make as big of a difference.
0: Do you have any regrets from this past season?
7: Uh, no, I don't, I don't feel like, you know, if anything, I would say I wish I would have raced guys are not race guys any different but just kind of stood my ground more. I felt like I got pushed around a lot, you know, especially you know it, it, there's two different types of racing going on. You know, when you get up towards the front, the top 5 to 10 guys, the racing honestly is more clean and guys give and take a lot more. You get back around 20th and it's so cutthroat. Guys just take advantage of every little thing you do and <clears throat> I felt like I let guys kind of run over me a lot and uh not stick up for myself and I felt like I did that so much at the beginning of the year towards the end of the year, they just felt like they could get away with it. So I wish I would have maybe stood my ground a little bit more at the beginning of the year. um, And just showed, I wasn't going to let them do that, you know, and just race guys harder. You know, I felt like that was honestly one of my biggest, you know, things at the beginning of the year is I raced too clean and gave guys too much room in the cup series. You got to take every inch you can, you know, if on corner entry, you know, at a place like Martinsville, for example, they're going to give you a, you know, a half a foot or a foot on entry, you got to take that and really try to maximize the corner for yourself instead of trying to, to, you know, help them out. So, you know, at the end of the year, I felt like I did a little bit better job of that, but I wish at the beginning of the year, instead of just trying to stay clean and out of trouble, racing guys dirty, but just taking every little inch they'll give you, I feel like would have been something that would have probably benefited me at the beginning of the year.
6: All right. Chase, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it, and uh, we wish you a great off-season.
7: Yeah, I hope everybody has a good off-season and good holidays. All
6: Thanks, right. Chase. Thanks again, Chase.
2: All right, guys. Hey. Oh,
1: oh. Chase
2: putting it out such, there. Isn't? Uh,
1: such a difference from uh, a few years ago when Chase was on our show, Rowdy, and uh, the ARCA series. Uh, so much smoother. He, he's such a – educated, well spoken young man and uh it's really coming out now. Uh yeah. Well deserved. Uh we're gonna see a lot of things uh chase through the uh in the cup series, don't you think guys?
2: Uh, yeah. I do. Kyle.
3: Yeah, I think the Cup series will be good. I think with the new car, hopefully this uh racing will be really
1: good. Well when he brought up that evidence the uh at homestead rowdy and you and i know it well uh to run fast you need to run up against the wall and uh when they had those uh, composite body cars running that was the only time we saw that black streaking along the wall yeah otherwise it was just it was white snow white and uh, uh there, there's a reason why and, and i think we'll be able to see that from the cup cars now
2: well, the only blotches were when where a car really smacked it or a truck. Yes, but we yes we did not see it on two series, but we did see it on the composite series.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I think as the future goes forward, uh, it'll probably have to. It'll eventually make it to trucks. Don't you think? And and the trucks racing is so good now. Uh, I can't imagine what it's going to be like when they can bang and bounce off each other, rub against the wall, and not have to worry about a cut down tire.
2: Right. Well, guys, we've winded down to the very end here. Uh, got Thanksgiving <laughs> Thursday. Looks like I've got a, a Thursday, a, probably a Wednesday meal, a Thursday meal, and a Friday, and Saturday will be good determined. To me. So I'm trying to lose weight, not gain weight, but I'm just gonna have to eat smart, I guess, is what it'll take. But I, I appreciate Derek calling in guys, uh him on the road. I wasn't real sure we kinda had a sketchy game plan if it was going awry, but him evidently, uh, you know, if you stay on the main path most of those are lit up with the wi-fi and cell service so modern uh, technology loud
1: and clear Um, well that's one of the reasons we're able to pull this show off isn't it my friends yeah hey kyle uh when's those when do those indoor races start for you buddy
3: we start in January. Uh, Allentown will be the opener, the week after New Year's, and then um, busy month. Uh, EMPA convention week after in uh, Wilkes-Barre mid mid January, and then the uh, the Motorsports Show coming back to the Oaks uh, Convention Center or Expo Center um, the week after. So um, busy month of January in the Northeast ends ends with Atlantic City with the uh, the the um, I don't I don't I can't think of it right now. Boardwalk Hall Nationals. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know why. The Gambler Classic. There we go. Got it. Um ends with that. And uh looks like uh, you know, we got a busy month in the northeast, so we'll try and uh, hit most of them if we can.
2: Hey Kyle, will y'all have a banquet? The uh sports rider. Yep, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, they'll have a banquet.
2: Yeah, you going?
3: Well, I should be. I mean, I only, you know, I, I lived, I mean, I grew up in near Wilkes-Barre, so I, I would think so.
1: I would hope so. Yeah, because... Well, you know what? You're a media member, and you're a member of the association, and you need to represent Rowdy Magnite Racing Media. Yeah, that that's almost sounds like making a weekend trip off the PA would be worth it, Rowdy.
2: So, it's it's kind of close for you, Kyle, isn't that. That's what you're saying. It's not that big of a drive.
3: No, it's pretty
0: close.
2: There you go. There you go. Put your best foot well, well, forward and be part of it.
1: <laughs> and deservingly so, Rowdy. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you truly are a good media journalist person, Kyle, and we're so glad you're uh, you're working and helping us, and uh, much appreciated. You make us that much better, buddy.
2: Kyle, what you got for us tonight to close us out here, man, for Thanksgiving?
3: Well, like I said, I got the Turkey Derby this weekend at Wolf Stadium Friday and Saturday. Uh, that, that's what's upcoming that I know of. Uh, I know the Snowball Derby the week after, so. Um, then look looking forward to seeing the snowball derby. Maybe I'll I'll purchase the pay per view and uh, watch it. So uh yeah, we'll see uh we'll see how the next couple weeks go and uh hopefully we'll see some more news and notes here in the next few weeks as well. Mark, what you
2: got for we?
1: Hey you're uh, your well, you know what? We keep talking well, NASCAR and IndyCar and the rest of them may be over, but we still got Tons of short track racing going on. You know, Kyle gave us a whole list of races this coming weekend, and uh, we we do. We have uh, Southern Nationals running late model stock cars this weekend. A few other tracks down in the southeast are running big races this weekend. Check it out. Uh, Lots of good stuff, lots of good things to see. Uh, Ty Majewski won a big super late, or I'm sorry, not a super, a late model stock car event in Florida, South Carolina on Sunday guys. And, uh, two years in a row, he pulled that one off and, uh, he beat some really good guys to do it. And our good friend, Bob lemons gave me a shout the other day, gave us some really great, interesting information. Uh, but the one thing he wanted us to get out rowdy and Kyle was, uh, a new open wheel series that they're trying to put together with a handful of tracks in Indiana and Michigan. Uh, midgets, sprint cars, and the roadsters. Uh, could be a lot of fun. So good luck with that, Bob. Here's your shout out. We gave it to you, buddy. And uh, everybody, have a great holiday. Try not to eat too much, although I shouldn't be even telling you that because I'll probably be one of those that does. But Rowdy, <laughs> enjoy. Kyle, enjoy. You and your mom enjoy your, your company, Kyle, and, uh, where you're heading off. and. Roddy, you're having them come to you, and you're going to them, and you're going to be everywhere. So uh, big hugs and kisses to everybody, please, to so your, your your grandkids, your kids, and uh, that lovely lady, Linda. And nothing like Jack Bright on Thursday night. We'll see you next Monday. We'll see you next Monday.
2: Next Monday next night, guys. All right, Mark, Ooh, tell Anne, and snowball, hope you all have a great. Snowball preview. Yep. Hope y'all have a great Thanksgiving, Kyle. Same to you, Thank man. Of PA. Hope y'all have a great Thanksgiving. Uh, Give me
1: a big hug for us.
2: Appreciate Derek calling in, man. and Hope they finish mm-hmm. having a safe trip, guys. Everybody for the Derby, but we'll be back Monday night, uh, fatter than we was on this Monday night. So <laughs> just hang in there. We'll we'll. We'll be back. <laughs> we and will, we will.
1: It's everybody silly, have a great ball preview. Thank you, Roddy. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thanks, Kyle. Uh, Thanks, Mark. Be good, everybody. Have fun. We're going to try.